Welcome. This is the Council Connection. I'm your host, Fabian Vix. And on tonight's episode, we are going to be discussing diversity with Bobby Gway. We're going to have our housekeeping items. And we're going to have a final thought on cleaning up. Now, this is the part of the show where I say, let's go. Anybody out there watch Marvel? I'm a big fan. Iron Man's always been my favorite character in the MCU. But when they open that door to War Machine and Falcon, I'm like, okay. I see. I see Marvel. But when that guy from Wakanda came out, Black Panther, they might have already opened up a door for possibilities to be endless for for youth to believe that it could do anything. It's been two years since it came out, not spoiling anything. If you haven't seen it yet, shame on you, it's on Netflix. It'll be on Disney Plus probably in this month. But you look at the diversity in that cast. Afrocentric nature of the casting, the experience, the decades of actors experience in that movie, it's um, displayed. It was awesome, which opened up another level to Marvel's checkbook to get the Black Dollar. This is Blue Council Podcast, baby. So, what does Black Panther? have to do with diversity in school counseling. Easy. Studies have proven students respond to educators who look like them. Especially male students. African American male students. If I don't see somebody that looks like me, I'm not going to try to achieve because what can I take away from them? Am I saying women can't teach and we don't need no women teaching? No, I'm not saying nothing like that. Education, of course, is a is a female-driven field. But at the same time, there's a representation that needed for all demographics of our students. We need people of color, people of brown, yellow, and black persuasion in education in all aspects. In teaching, in counseling, administrators, district personnel, special ed teachers, academic coaches, SST, MTSS, whatever alphabet soup you want to throw in there. We need all types of diversity so that way you can reach all different climates of students. We need that to be a focus on how can we build relationships. We need to be a focus on 
how can we close the gap? How can I reach this student? How can I better build relationships with my kiddos in my building? For administrators that might possibly be listening to this podcast, take note of it. More diversity. If you have 40 teachers in the building and 36 of them are female female teachers and 60% of your population is male, where's the representation? Or your administrators are all male administrative staff, but you have 60% female staff female student population, excuse me, where's the representation in that? Or if you're an 89% African-American building with students, but your staff is 75% anything but African-American, where's the representation? It can be hard to build relationships as your staff, your admin does not reflect your population in your building. Now, I'm not saying just hire folks of for diversity, just for diversity, you always want to find the best candidate. But you want to try to find that best candidate that's going to be a best fit for diverse, diversity in your building. Diversity in your building, excuse me. That's the hardest thing to do, which is why it's so baffling that in the state of Georgia, we only have 238 male counselors at the end of the 2018-19 school year. It's a very low number. When you also look at graduate programs, look at Fort Valley. Over the last five years, the number of male candidates have have averaged one male candidate per cohort cohort year. Look at Georgia State's numbers. They had a hundred graduates within the last five years combined. Only seven were male candidates. That's a 93% of female candidates. What can we do about it? What can districts do about it? What can graduate programs do about increasing that number? We're going to talk about that with Bobby Gwade next. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the Council's Connection. I'm your host, Fabian Vicks, and I have a very special guest on for this podcast. We have Mr. Bobby Gway from Lanier High School in Gwinnett County. What's going on, Bobby? Hey, man, my brother. Good to, good to hear you, and uh, thanks again for the opportunity to just have uh, this conversation with you. I'm doing really good. Well, I'm glad we finally got you on here, man. Both of our schedules have been kind of eh, crazy. Yes. So I'm just glad that... Um, we I had to have an opportunity to, to chop it up a little bit about um diversity and everything and let me start off with your why on that what is your what is your why with it well you know what um you know one of the one of the main components to just school counseling um and you've been around you know for some time and being in the profession this is my 17th year um and being in school counseling for such a long time um you know, historically, the profession has been driven. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. I'm here. Um, you know, historically, the profession has been driven by women practitioners. You know, um, you know, white women, white males, um, and then, you know, you know, obviously, you know, uh, uh, women of color, 
And then it's not a lot of black males. It's not a lot of men of color in the school counseling profession. Um, so I, I witnessed that early on when I started in the early 2000. Um, I was typically the only male, um, you know, uh, it, I was well, I was the only male in my school counseling program. Let me, let me even correct that. I remember being the only male. Um, and when I talked to other, you know, brothers around the state and around the, the country that are in the, in the profession, they can relate to that story of being the only male um, and even deeper, even the only black male, you know, either in the school counseling program that they attended, that they went through, um, and then obviously the only male or even the only black male at the school that they're working at. You know, so, you know, after just knowing that reality, uh, I started to just question and say, you know, what are we doing as a profession to really start to have the conversation about making the profession look more like the students that we serve? Uh, you know, no one were really having that conversation. You know, it was, you know, just, uh, you know, we do our best to teach multiculturalism. We do our best to teach diversity, but we're not actually bringing in and practicing that as far as putting in the, the folks that, that look like the students that we serve. Um, and you and I know, um, you know, when we look into the deeper social justice um, and conversations about race, uh, implicit bias, and when we have conversation about, you know, those microaggressions, those things are happening in our schools because we have staff and we have faculty that don't resemble the students that we're serving and the families that we're serving. You know, so to try to mitigate and try to limit some of those things that are happening it behooves it behooves school districts, and it even behooves you know at the national, the state level, uh, political um, uh, stakeholders to to do something about it. You know, to to go out there and actively recruit folks that look like the student population that we're serving. Um, you know, so that's kind of have have been my why. Um, you know, that I'm having this conversation now, uh, that I'm trying to beat the drum a little louder. Um, and in fact, like I mentioned to you earlier, Fab, is, you know, my, my, my dissertation is on uh, the experiences of black male school counselors. You know, currently I'm finishing up. Actually, in the next month, I'll, you know, God willing, I'll be done. You know, but my goal is to, this is just the, the, the incubator period of this conversation um, you know, through the dissertation I'm writing, um, and then gonna, you know, take it to the next level as far as publishing, um, and, 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 and get it to a point where we can probably start actively recruiting. You know, there's a lot of programs out there to actively recruit black males teachers to become teachers. When you think about, there's a program called Call Me Mister. I think they, I know they're out of Clemson. They might be out of UGA as well and some other, you know, universities across the country. But there's been a lot of initiatives and active uh, programs um, to, to recruit more black males, more minority males in the teaching profession. But there's nothing specifically, you know, recruiting and having conversation about black males, uh, men of color, to go into school counseling. So this, is, this has been my why and, and the mission that I'm on right now. Now, I'm, that's something I was going to do for a presentation for GSEA this year, and I pulled the research for the last five years in um in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I also pulled some research from Fort Valley State and Georgia State. 
right now the, the last school year, not um the last school year as far as um uh, wanna say twenty eighteen, nineteen, when I look, pulled the research, is only two hundred thirty eight African American African American male counselors. Zero um maybe three Hispanic male counselors, zero um Asian. Uh, in, a, in, in, a, in an entire in, state. It's an entire state, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's funny you mention that because I have. So, when did you pull that data? I pulled that back in July, August, something okay. like that. So, when I first started my research, I pulled that data in 18, and it was about 170 something at that time. So, there's been some movement, mm-hmm. but, you know, but it's still pretty much around the same, you know, um, around that 200 or so um you know so but you know not to cut you off but i just wanted to you know i'm definitely familiar with that with those numbers now what is one thing well let's i was I had a, a thought in my head what some loas can do as far as districts but looking at it let's let's start with the loas with with districts is there any type of incentive that we can that districts could possibly do as far as uh, uh what they do as far as international teachers have right. them like with the two year contract or some type of grant program for for their teachers to go into the council program and let's go let's make this two part is there any type of grant program that we could implement for teachers black, black male teachers become councils and b the the b part what can we do to to stop using our position as a stepping stone into the administration. Mm. Wow. So, A, I think that, uh, so just to kind of piggyback on it, because I'm, I'm heavy in that actual research now, and um, one of the, my research, one of my research questions is that, you know, what we can, what can we do to start to incentivize and recruit? Um, and one of the main themes that, that are coming up is to start to look at black males that are in education already, obviously teachers. Now, to, to fund that, it really leans on how committed your school district is, you know, how committed they are, you know, to really, um, you know, start to put their money, um, you know, to where their obligations and their responsibilities, you know, lies. Um, you know, that's one piece, you know, it's, it's really, you know, everything now is data driven. So if we don't have that research to back up and say, look, this is what's needed. We see the impact. We are constantly having the conversation of our black males, um, you know, being, you know, uh, fairly behind these achievement gap. Um, we are, we're constantly having conversation about black male representation and, we are having these conversations, but there's no backing. So one of the goals, Fab, is to really have some empirical data to say, okay, here's the need. And these the students are seeing the need. you got black males who are in the profession. They're seeing the need. Um, so if you can gather as much data from different components and different stakeholders and then present that to your, you know, to your, to, to your district or to your board um, at a board meeting and say, look, you know, this is what's happening. Um, we, 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 we have only 200 and something black males as school counselors in the state where we are over 3,800 school counselors. And we know the conversation that is now behind uh, SEL, social emotional learning. You know, so if we are limiting that conversation 
to our students only saying white females or, or, or majority white females or majority white males, that's a huge disadvantage. That's a huge dis, uh, disservice to, to the whole student body. But you will want to start with some empirical data, with some data to back up what we're saying. And then folks will start to put and invest funds into how we can incentivize you know, uh, black males that are already in the system, that are already teaching. And we know some of those black males that are, that are teaching now that have great relationship with those kids. They have great relationship with those students. And we, you, and, you, and I, you and I can pick a handful of them and say, man, they will make great school counselors. You know, but they need that incentive. So some of them, they, they, you know, they can't drop what they're doing right now to go full-blown into a, a counseling ad program. You know, so all those factors play in, you know, um, I got to take care of my family. You know, I can't drop in and do a master's program at Georgia State because there's is, is the way it's set up at Georgia State. I have to do it full time. I cannot work. I have to work part time or do some type of TA or something. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I could probably do something like uh, UGA program, you know, but I, I still need to be working. So all those things come come into play. Um, I think you have to do those things first, you know, to really get to the point of soliciting and, 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 and pushing funding piece. Um, but as far as where we go, I think you you, you want to really tap into, you know, the local resources um, as far as your district um, and then possibly looking at private sectors. Again, even if you want to solicit private sectors, they need to see some type of empirical data to where they will support that kind of funding. Now, question the B part of your question, uh, and correct me if I if I'm stating it wrong. How can we, um, you know, stop our black male school counselor from going into administration? Am, am I correct? Correct. That's it, brother. That's been a that's been a that's been a a, a huge conversation I've been having, man. And ironically, you bring that up, and I. And the reason I'm having the conversation because I've been approached a thousand times. You will make a great administrator. You should go into administration. To the point, five, and I don't know who's listening to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, might be, I might need to be careful. This is this is a safe this is a safe space. This is a safe space. This is a I safe space.
you know, to administration. We need those strong brothers that are still, you know, in it, man, to remain in it, you know. But I think there's this narrative that use counseling as a stepping stone to administration, and, and that's where I have a big problem with, um, you know. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's just having those conversations, reminding our men, man, you know, we, we're, we're needed. Um, it's an impact. We are leaders within the school building. Obviously, you know, we, we're not, we don't wear the administration role, but we are absolutely leaders in the, in the school building, you know, and we need to, uh, you know, push that even more. You know, um, you know, because some guys want to go into leadership. Hey, you're a leader as a counselor. You know, you're 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 leading. You know, you you are schooling your, your administration on what you do as a counselor. You know, and 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 they're coming to you with certain things, for certain things that they need. You know, um, you know. So that leadership piece, I think that's what a lot of the guys, a lot of men, may chase. You know, they want to be in that leadership role. But just reminding them that, you know, they're absolutely a, a leader at the local school, at the state level, national level, you know, as a school counselor as well. I'm going to piggyback off of what you said about administration um, with that piece. I get it as far as being an AP or a principal. What about also more of a need as a, a council supervisor for a district to possibly plant the seed in your district to possibly open it up for more male counselors or reach out to those pro- local programs like like say for instance i'm i'm a i'm a um i'm a super uh, council supervisor and uh we'll say bib county okay and i and i want and i need i know the need for more male counselors because it's only now there's only six in bib county and mm. only six out of 60 mm. and i know i have fort valley state and i have mercer university and i also have a little bit of a feeder program with albany state what can I do? Remember, in, in Georgia, uh, there's only five states that require you have a teaching degree. Georgia's not one of them. What can I do in those LOAs to tr- possibly recruit undergrads to go into school counseling instead of their natural fi- choice of field? Instead of their natural, uh, na- yeah. uh, natural choice. Like field. if I, if I my de- right, if my my degree is in uh, mass communication or. Uh, or possibly could be education. It might be political science or something. What can make me change my my turn my path from going yeah. from into that field into possibly stepping into counseling? Well, you know, we 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 there has to be a campaign. Um, you know, if you're in a position to really you know um, get into those universities, we need to we need to hijack some of those some of those uh, teacher pre, uh, teacher ed programs. Uh, we need to hijack some of those, uh, you know, programs uh, or even, uh, you know, uh, fraternities. You know, we have to link up with some of those fraternities and and really get in the face in front of them and be in the face of what we're trying to do. Um, and then really maximizing what we do and the role we play, not just at the school, but it has to be greater than that. So it's almost like you, you, you want to go from, from from the the, the 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 macro level and bring it down to the micro. So you look at some of the macro issues that young people and, and specifically our young men. I mean we could use our young men as a as a more specific group, but obviously we're there for every student in the school building. But let's just say we use African American males um, as an example. If you can bring in the national conversation of what's happening with our for, with, with our African American males, if you can bring in a national conversation 
of, of what's happening with students as a whole. And then you bring in that micro level of, of as far as what you're doing at the ground level to impact, you know, uh, that, that conversation. To literally have your hands in the mix with working with, with these young men and these young women. Um, even for some of our young African-American girls, you know, the presence of having that male, you know, uh, um, you know, in their lives that really take, um, you know, take notice of them and, and, and really take an interest in them is very powerful. You know, so if we can get into the Mercers and we can get into these schools, the Georgia States and the UGAs and get in front of these, these students that are, might be on track to do something else, but say, look, we're at a time where the need for people who have the passion to change this world, the passion to really impact this world. Um, we need folks going into this field and this is the platform and this is the pulpit that it can be done. You know, um, I think that's, that's one way. The other piece would be, again, it always boiled down to that incentive piece, my brother, particularly for men. Um, one of the things that came out of the, you know, the literature as I was doing this work, um, most of us, and I, this may not be your experience, but I know uh, generally speaking, most black men are pursuing careers that they heard or was told growing up that would make more money. And that was engineer, that was either be a doctor, that was be a businessman, something to do with computers. So we were kind of pushed into those careers um, because it was the chase of the purse, my brother. You know, it was the chase of the bag. You know, so, you know, teaching education doesn't have that, it doesn't have that, that pull as far as the bag, the money, the purse. You know, so there has to be a, a sense of altruism. There has to be a sense of advocacy that is just natural in people to go into the role that we're in. But I think out of all the, how many times you've had people who end up in school counseling that was in the business, that was doing something else for years, but they always say, well, you know, I wasn't happy. And they come back to education, come back to teaching, or they come back to school counseling. So they are there. They're in those numbers. It's just a matter of getting in front of them, you know, before they even leave college, before they graduate and say, look, you can make that shift right now. Um, and these are the these are the ways and the opportunities for you to do so. All right. Um, got one one last question. It's going to be another two parter. Um, what do you look forward to from from the GSCA for the next school year? As far as what are you looking forward to and what yeah. things you hope to see? Well, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm fortunate to be on uh, I'm the chair for the for special population with Maria, and I actually just got a a, 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 a request to continue on with the new administration coming up to you know continue with that role. Um, you know, you know, so for me is is for GSCA to start to really echo some of these conversations of where we have gaps in school counseling, my brother. It's all well and good to highlight the things that we're doing great, but we need to have critical eyes to start to look at some of the things that are not so great um, in school counseling, particularly for the state. Um, and we can, you know, we can obviously have those deeper conversations and figure out, you know, what are those things, um, you know, what are folks' uh, experiences in a big county versus Gwinnett County in an APS? What are, when we're looking so into some of those rural districts, 
what are some issues are they dealing with in some of these rural districts of poverty, um, uh, you know, uh, and deep issues, um, maybe racism and social justice issues that are happening, not just in the central hub of Atlanta, Gwinnett, Cobb, you know, but all across the state, you know. So I would really want, you know, for GSCA to really, you know, start making um, space and a place for us to have, you know, deeper conversations um, on some of these issues that are, that are that, that, that we're missing. You know, there's some things that we are missing as a profession, you know, but we, if we're not talking about them, we're just highlighting all the great things we're doing, then there's no growth. That that just brought me to one more question. I know I said that was the last question. I, I something just came up in my head. What can, <laughs> no problem. I know I, what what can we do? I know as, as far as this is a female driven field, ed, it's not just counseling, it's education, and all this other stuff. As far as the National School Council of the Year with um with Brian Brian Coleman and in our state, yeah. what can we do as far as to highlight? What can we do to highlight the, the males that we're doing now? Can we get some nominated for National Council of the Year or or state? more than state level or your district level. Yeah. What can man, we do, that's we do a, there? That's a, you, man, uh, Fab, that question is a great question. And the reason why it's phenomenal, um, in one of my interviews with one of the participants that I'm interviewing for my work for the dissertation, he, he's, because, again, one of the research question is how can we do more recruiting and, and getting this conversation out? He said, is it out of, is it out of the way to have two recipients for National Council of the Year. You have one female and one male. So I said, huh. <laughs> That's revolutionary. Because the percentage, if you just do the sheer math, there's more chances for a female to be National School Council of the Year because there's more of them, just by numbers alone. You know, but if you change the paradigm and say, you know, because we want to start to incentivize and, and push this conversation to the forefront, we can we can do some adjustments like that, or even if it's at the state level, you know, um, one male, one female. Now, if you have a situation where the males are not, you know, obviously applying and doing the, doing the, you know, the application process, that's a different story. But I think if you do put out something like that, it's going to create a, a, a push for obviously more males to, to, to run for that um, and to look to uh, wanting to be the state council of the year or the national school council of the year, you know, but that was very revolutionary, you know, what he mentioned. And it, it leads to your question, um, you know, something radical like that has to happen, you know. Um, change does not happen if we move kind of just with ease and try to be careful. Sometimes some, ra- some radical things has to happen you know, for true change to happen. So, I mean, when he made that suggestion, I said, wow, that's something that I actually quoted in my dissertation that was very, you know, uh, radical and revolutionary, you know. But things like that, um, and then just encouraging in our own local districts, you know, for males to be more active with some of the leadership role. I don't know how your county is, you know, but I know, Gwinnett, uh, we have a total of, so we have about 450 school counselors in Gwinnett, and we have about 18 black males in Gwinnett. Wow. Out of that 18, about, I want to say, 13 of them are high school counselors. So again, most of the, the men that are going into school counseling are going for the high school, you know.
you know, not elementary. Um, you know, but in in in, I've been kind of, you know, anytime I see black males in our county, like I I I, I pull these brothers together. I have conversations with them. I encourage them to do more leadership stuff with our county. There's always opportunity to serve. You know, so I'm encouraging them to always, you know, participate uh, when there's different committees on something. I, you know, I'm encouraging these guys just be on those committees, you know, because I think it's stuff like that that would get them to the next level of maybe being recognized at the state or national level. Man, Bobby, I appreciate your time coming on here on on a, on a President's Day. I know I think everybody's off today and this is just. It's just a great pleasure to have you have you come on in. We just chop it up a little bit. I appreciate you to um, take your time out your schedule to um, chop it up with me today. Hey, my brother, listen. What you're doing is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, again, it's revolutionary. You know, continue the conversation, man. And anytime you want me back on here, just hit me up, man. We'll, we'll absolutely make it happen. Um, you know, but I definitely appreciate what you're doing. You know, it's it's absolutely needed. You know, and and. Anytime you you're, you're doing something down that way, or you need me, man, you know, feel free to reach out. Now you know I'm not in Bill County no more. You know that's what I was talking about. I'm actually in Henry County now, so I've. Um, oh, you're in Henry now. Yeah, yeah. I've started a couple weeks ago. Okay, in fact, what level are you at? I'm in middle school right now. Yeah, middle school. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. 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 Man, I was actually going to get you as one of my participants, but. Um, my committee wanted me to stay right at ten. I wanted, I definitely, I was going to try to get you, but I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a, a next part of it that they want me to include a focus group. But when I do the focus group piece of it, I'm going to definitely reach out to, you know, to other, you know, brothers that weren't part of the, the, you know, the initial, you know, dissertation. Man, just let give me a date. I'll be there. That's all I can tell you. Yes. Give me a date. Yes, sir. But chief man, blessings and uh, you know, continue the work you're doing, my brother. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. Peace. We'll be right back with more of the Council Connection right after this. This is part of the show where I do my housekeeping. As you know, you can follow me on Twitter at Fave the PSC. You can follow my website, FaveTheCounselor.Weebly. You can also follow the podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course Apple Podcasts. Now Apple, if you want to drop off a iPad Pro or MacBook Pro, in addition to a new um, iPhone 11 11 Pro Max or 11 Max, you know, the six and a half inch screen one, that'd be cool with me. Um, anything to make this podcast better, I really appreciate it. Don't forget, we have a site on my, a piece on my site for Anchor where you can leave voice messages and we'll answer those questions. Uh, just click on the message app, you have the created account, of course, through Anchor. You can leave a message. We'll answer the question. It'll get aired. We'll talk about anything right here. So don't be scared to use that. On the next podcast, we're going to have Ange B and Aaron Bungerich discussing assigned versus defined duties as counselors. 
we had a great conversation about that this week. Um, it'll be airing next week on my podcast. You might get a little early. You might get an extra, extra podcast from me. But we have not defined that yet. We're also going to get Laura Ross on to the podcast. She is Georgia's 2018 school council year and also ASCA's 2019-2020 school council of the year. Um, she is from Georgia. She's a PSCOC. So we have back-to-back school councils of color win the National School Council of the Year Award. That just puts more drive into what I want to do as a counselor, not just because I'm doing a podcast, but become more efficient and more effective in my position as a professional school counselor. So we're going to get her on, but she says she can't participate in the cussing counselors. Probably because she's the counselor of the year, so what we're going to do is wait till she's not the counselor of the year anymore after this year and possibly get her on there. So Steve, if you're listening, be ready for Ask the Seattle we're going to do a special episode at ASCA um, just let me know what you think and we'll be right back my final thought on cleaning up right after this keep it locked Babe's final thought so we've been out on break this week some districts are out this week. Some had a day or two off. Some had just the president's holiday off on Monday. Had professional development Tuesday. Went back to work Wednesday. Some had professional development on Monday. They had to go back to work Tuesday. For those that had to go to work this week, I salute you. But I was not not working this week. I was helping my wife clean up. Straight up our room, going through old clothes, looking at what we can still wear, what we can't wear, what we can give to good with, what we get to our older kids, or what I can basically throw away because some of the stuff was just to the point where I just kept it for because I had for so long. And we were dreading this day. I knew I had to. We both knew we had to clean our closet out because two months ago. friend of mine that worked at a previous school I was at um, had a lot of clothes to give away so he said hey what's your pants size I said I wear blah 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 he also asked what size you wear in suits and shirts I said bleep 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 I'm not going to tell you my size not, y'all not going to crack me in my podcast I'm going to tell you that now so anyway I'm thinking of it he said I'm gonna have some stuff for you because you you gonna be starting a new position and I don't have a need for it so just be ready to come pick it up okay I said okay cool so December hit get a text hey um, these will help install a ring on my door and when you're over here I can go ahead and give you those pants I was just gonna tell you about I'm like okay cool I'm thinking like maybe five or six pair of pants, maybe ten, which has been cool. This joker had four bags of pants. Four bags of pants. So I tried them all off, see what I liked, what I was hesitant about not liking or whatever. So tried on all the pants, 
couple might need to be hemmed up a little bit, but everything else pretty much fit well. Fast forward about a month and a half later, get another text, hey, um, what are you doing Sunday? No, on Sunday. Well, you know, I got to play at church and blah, 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 blah. I got three bags of soup coats for you. I'm like, dang. So I went and got them, them three bags of soup coats. I'm like, man, this is a lot of stuff. This is nice coats. Because he recently lost a lot of weight, so he didn't get no need for it. So he came with four bags of pants, three bags of um, suit coats. You imagine what his wardrobe is. So, anyway, going back to cleaning up. I knew we had to clean our closet out because we had stuff. We've been saying this for years. We're going to take some stuff out and give it away and make room for some new stuff. And sometimes in our programs, we're so comfortable with the same stuff we have, but we don't have an opportunity to make room for the new things that we're bringing in. We get so comfortable just doing the same thing over and over again where we're not making room for new items that we need to use. For instance, a lot of counselors probably track their time on a, on a paper calendar when you can actually make it digital by going on your Outlook calendar, color coded it. You can use Scooter, Counselor, Counselor Hub. Um, several different ways you can even use Excel spreadsheets to calculate your time and color code it that way once you finish doing it. But there's nothing wrong with bringing in new things to your program. You don't have to bring everything in at the same time. You implement one thing a year, one or two things a year. For new counselors, you don't want to implement everything because you'll get bogged down trying to make sure those things run and then we back to finding your way. But there's nothing wrong with implementing something new in your program to freshen it up a little bit or make a change. Because those suits and suit coats and pants have been a blessing so that way different look, more professional, um, something different. See me as a actually leading the building instead of somebody seeing me you know the same old same old stuff there's nothing wrong with it I've enjoyed what I got and I always make sure I try to implement something new every year or tweak something different so that way you get a more streamlined program I'm going to give you this example before we go my third year of my previous school I implemented uh, a way for students to make appointments so that way kids can't say I need to see the counselor even though there's nothing wrong seeing me if it's an emergency or something like that but I just want to make sure I show them how to do it so that streamlines their, their thinking where if it's not life and death they got to take responsibility to make the appointment show the teacher the email confirm and then they come see me so I've had it for two years now this year not a lot of students have used it but it's still there they know about it so it's easy 
It's just something to freshen up your program and give a little different taste. Plus, you can capture the data as far as what they're coming to see you for when they sign in. Another thing I also started doing was making students sign in digitally so that way you can't see who's signing in for what. So that way, you can, that's another form of confidentiality that you created by creating a sign-in, a digital sign-in form too. We can talk about that in another episode as far as digitizing your confidentiality or something like that. Hmm, that's a whole other episode I didn't think about. But something wrong with cleaning out your old stuff in your, your counseling closet and bringing some new stuff. Bring that new blue suit, white and blue checkerboard jacket, blue hands, brown dress shoes, blue shirt, blue handkerchief. Nothing wrong with introducing something new. Most might like it. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I'm out.